Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Modern Day Wizards. I'm Callan, and today I'm joined by Chris, who has a channel on Odyssey and also a YouTube channel. And basically, he, him, he and I have spoken in private about some experiences he's had. He's also spoken about those experiences publicly on his channel. And I think that it's something that's really interesting to me because I also know other people who have had similar experiences. And while I haven't had a direct experience like this, on a subtle level, it's like it's kind of always there. I don't know if that makes sense, but there's there's almost like a dialogue going on. So anyways, <laughs> peep, so for people who haven't watched your videos, basically you had a conversation with an entity and you ha and this entity represents themselves as the creator right more or less more or less i mean it's more like um i assume based on just i i feel like there's just no doubt about it just for me it's not like this entity said like i am the creator or whatever i was just like oh holy shit that's got to be the creator okay and so you and you've had dialogue with this being multiple times right correct so uh how many times and kind of over what period of time so i would say um like kind of direct dialogue five times and then you know i feel like there have been other times where it's like there's been like a whisper and i felt you know like i heard something and i felt like oh man that that's probably that that the creator whispering that to me right now, but five very direct times. And what are the kind of main characteristics of one of those experiences? Like what, what do they, do they all start the same way? What are, what is, what are your actual like visual audio feelings? What are the, what's the experience like? It's honestly, it's, it's honestly been like different each time. Um, except for, um, I mean, it's, it's like, except for the overwhelming, there, there's like an overwhelming sense of, you know, kind of like fear and awe and, you know, but sometimes there's a lot more like, you know, it can be very scary and sometimes it can be a lot more awe filled kind of, and I can't really explain why sometimes it's that way. I feel like it might have to do with the mood of this being. Mm. When, gotcha. when I, yeah, anyway. So, yeah. did you want to say something? Well, you asked about the particular visual and auditory things, but because it's different every time, you know, it's, it's hard to necessarily, I do feel like every time, um, it's almost like this, this realm is like kind of like ruptured open and I'm, I'm sort of like not, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing outside of this realm or somehow I'm not necessarily deeply in this realm as, as it is. So if God preexisted like this realm or this, this universe, maybe that wherever this realm was getting ripped open to would be kind of that original space where this being resided before they created whatever this is. Yeah, that's how I would put it. Okay, and was it always for sure the same being? Um, I've gone over this m many times, and, and, you know, because sometimes, because some things that have happened have been really scary, 
And sometimes I want to say, oh, maybe it's, maybe that was a different being. You know, maybe that, maybe that was not, not the same being, but I really think that it, it is. I, I think that it always is the same being. I just think that this being is very complex and has many aspects that are, are difficult to, I don't know, um, comprehend. Mm. So, I have multiple people who who have been close to me who have experiences like this, and a common feeling, a common report is the, the overwhelmingness of it. And there's like a, it's either it's sometimes fear, it's sometimes awe, it's sometimes wonderment, or like almost a worshipful like type thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's not just people I know. I mean, this is something you hear from people, reports from all over the world, throughout history, really. I mean, so much of what has gone on in this world is the result of people having conversations with beings like this. And also, like, there are reports that, like, extraterrestrials have technology which can manipulate our emotions through electromagnetism and stuff like that to make us feel things. So... That's not to say that that's what this being is doing, but it does seem to say that, you know, a being like you or me could have the technology to make us feel that way, to to manipulate us. So do you, do you feel like there's any chance that there's some of that going on? Well, okay, so, I mean, but bringing in the idea of extraterrestrials, like, I mean, what does that even necessarily mean? Could extraterrestrials be a part of this, you know, other other realm that and they are able to poke through sometimes and who's to say you know like i don't know it's a confusing it's it's something that i don't think i can even really answer definitively because i'm i'm kind of limited in in my understanding of exactly what's going on here you know like it's life is complicated and difficult to understand sometimes and these experiences are very difficult to understand or, you know, not necessarily understand, but internalize and kind of, I don't know. It's, it's, it's complicated. So do you, during your interactions with this being, I assume that you have some level of trust, right? You basically trust that what this being is saying is the truth. Is that, is that the case? A level of trust. I think, um, yeah, I, I guess you could say that, that there's a level of trust, that there's, you know, um, I think in the midst of the experience, there has never, there's never even, it's like, I've always felt really tiny, and this being is like telling me things that are like, you know, that are, way beyond my ability to ever know and and just the experience itself is like so overwhelming that it's you know it's it's like i said it feels like this realm has been ripped open and then all of a sudden there's this gigantic being huge like massive like and and i just feel tiny and this being is telling me things and and you know i will say that in the the most the most um sort of the most intense experience that I ever had with this being, the one that was the most descriptive and the one that I, I hope to talk about with you today, um, you know, it was like having a conversation, but all I would do was think a thought 
and instantly this being knew exactly what question I was having and he would start answering. Before I even, the thought would just pop into my head like, like a beginning of a question and he would say, oh no, it's because of this and this and this. And then sometimes he would even be able to do things like, um, like he would say things like, it'll look like this or it, it was like this or things are going to happen this way. And then all of a sudden I would just see things happening. Like it would just be like, I would just see it. It's like a video playing in my mind of like things happening. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and, and the, the really kind of, you know, thing that, that really was to me, I don't know, it hammered home the reality of this experience was he said at one point, he said, you'll know this is all happening when you see this, when you see this happen. And I saw this video, not a video, I saw this like thing play in my mind of, uh, of something happening in the real world. And then a few days later, I saw that exact event play out and I was like, and that's when I was like, Oh, it is real. Holy shit. You know, like this is the real deal. Um, but you know, so, so I guess that's, you know, you asked about my trust and I guess it was because like this being was able to, you know, a was gigantic compared to me and was telling me things and showing me things and speaking to me telepathically. And so, yeah, there was a, there was a, a, a level of like, you know, Oh wow. I'm, I'm just a tiny human. And here's like, what I feel like is the all-powerful being speaking to me. Mm. Gotcha. Yeah. So for me, as someone who hasn't experienced it directly, there's, I think there's something which, you know, I can't have when I'm, when I'm considering this that only you can take into consideration, which is, you know, the actual experience of what was going on. And there's so much more to that than just what you can think about even logically or even remember having occurred. Right. So from my perspective, I, I have to, I keep a place in my mind for two possibilities. One is this is, you know, an actual, well, I would say, I think it's probably a highly powerful being. I have trouble with the whole, it being the creator of the universe because I, in my way of seeing things, no one can be that, that is what everyone is. Right. I don't know if that makes sense, but, but anyways, can I, so anyone, uh, any, uh, yeah, one second. If anyone represents themselves as the creator, then basically for me, that's instant. You don't actually understand because that's not how it works. Like if you're saying you're the creator, then the way you mean that in the way that it's true, that's true of everyone. So you're basically claiming something which is true of everyone as a source of your credibility, which is highly suspicious. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I don't know. Like I said he never said like, I am the creator. It was just something that I was left, you know, maybe we can get into it in the moment. I would say that, um, you know, you said we're all a part of the creator and, and some, you know, or we all are. And in some ways I feel like that's almost the way he talks too, as if like he is all of us. But he does, it's bizarre, you know, it's, it's beyond comprehension really how he has his own consciousness or his own, you know, I want to call it a personality, but really I would say we have like a subset of a personality that this thing possesses. <laughs> but it's almost sometimes it's the way he talks of, is in that like when he says, I will do this, what he means is like we are all going to do this, you know, and it's like. Yeah. And in your vision, it does sound like he talks about things in the way as if he's actually more corporeal 
you know, more like he's going to come back down to earth and he's going to fuck some shit up. Right. I mean, spoilers, but yeah, I mean, yeah. it, it basically says he's basically like, I got this army of other dudes and we're going to come here and fuck some shit up, you know? So it's basically like, okay, yeah, this guy, it makes sense to me. This guy, he seems like a really powerful dude. Right. And it, he may not even be manipulating you with, by trying to intimidate you with his, with his, with the power that gives you so much awe. It's just the way he is. So yeah. maybe that's just what's going on. And so, and basically, or it could be that he's really just trying to manipulate you and, and other people. I feel like that one's less likely, but the only reason that I think it's less likely is because of what he says and what it, and basically I'm like, yeah, yep, that's right though. What he's saying that's, is that's correct. That's my thing too, is, is a lot of people have said that, like, what if it's, you know, how do you know he's not just trying to trick you? And I'm like, because he's like warning us about this stuff and like giving us like ideas about how we can survive, you know, and so which are all correct. Everything he says about what's going to what's happening. I mean, it's now it's not just what's going to happen. It's now what's happening. Yeah, and yeah. and and the solutions to that are like, yeah, that's pretty much the only option. Yeah. Yeah. It's just totally, you know. Yeah, exactly. So that's why. Yeah. So, so let's get into that then. So people have that aspect of his, of it as well. So what, what is his general message? All right. So basically the message that he gave me was he asked me to deliver this message to his people, right? And what he said was, I'm going to quote here. He said, the final battle in a thousands of years old war between the forces of good and evil is about to begin. He said, I myself will come down to destroy the evil one, Satan, and all those who serve him. He said, but as this is happening, your world, Earth, is going to go into a period of incredible turmoil. He said, first, there's going to be famine all throughout the land. He said, people everywhere will be starving. He said, people will leave their homes and wander, searching for food, but they will not find it. He said, then... A great war will break out among the nations. He said this will be the most destructive war humankind will, will have ever experienced. He said whole cities will be destroyed. Millions of people will die. Millions more will be driven from their homes. He said the suffering of mankind will be immense. He said, and then, rising up out of the chaos and the ashes of the war, an evil authority will seize control over the entire world. He said this will be the most authoritarian, iron-fisted government that humankind has ever seen. He said millions of people will be killed, millions will be enslaved, and millions will be imprisoned. He said the, the suffering of mankind during this period will be immense. He said, but while this is happening, I too will be working in the world. He said, I will be gathering up a people of my own. These will be a good people, people who work hard to take care of each other and love each other. He said, let me tell you what will happen with my people. He said, as society is shaken, as the earth is shaken and society is shaken, my people will be shaken loose. He said, and as they are shaken loose from society, I will lead them out. I will lead them out of the cities and into the wilderness into places I have established from them, where they will remain hidden. He said, during the famine, I will provide them with food, 
During the war, I will shelter them from the fire. And during the rise of the authoritarian government, I will keep them hidden for a time. He said, but when the evil authority has established itself over the entire world, and when it has restored order in all the cities, then it will cast its eye upon my people. And when it sees my people, it will be enraged. And he said, and it will muster its armies, and it will send them out to the places where I have hidden my people in order to capture them, in order to enslave them. And he said, but I will not allow my people to be taken. Not this time. He said, this time, I will raise up an army of my own. He said, it will seem as if it came out of nowhere. He said, I will raise up an army of my own. And my army will stand alongside my people. And my people will stand up alongside my army. And my army and my people will stand fast against the forces of evil. And they will beat back the forces of evil. And they will destroy the forces of evil. And when the forces of evil have been completely destroyed, then peace will reign on earth forevermore, and you will tend it into an abundant garden, just as it was in the very beginning. And that's the message he said. Nice. I mean, it, awesome. it, it, it does feel awesome. You know, it's like, it's one of those things you really want to be like, you really want to cling on to it. You're just like, yeah, you know, it, <laughs> I guess... The pro- for me, I, I was raised Christian, and so I have I have difficulty with, especially the whole revelation story because my you know my parents were very into that type of thing, and and basically, basically what you're saying is the revelation story. I mean, it, it's basically what Revelations is laying out, except I would say Revelations is more specific about about how things carry out so and i want to ask you what you think about that but first i want to say that like my biggest issue is that it it puts me in the mindset of relying on a savior it's just like okay we can't win we can hide and then but it'll be okay in the end because we'll be saved and part of me is like yeah that's pretty much the only option though i mean considering what we're up against here and it's just like and it's good to know that we're going to have a savior but part of me worries that 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 makes me weaker you know what i mean yeah because because you want to like you don't want to wait for all this to happen you want to be proactive like and try and do something about it and it's kind of like yeah you just have to you know like but on the other hand it gives me you know like as i see everything happening it actually makes me feel like boy i sure hope that there are is a place for me to hide because i don't know where to you know like if there's no place to hide I don't know how to fight this. You know, I don't know what to do if, if like that, that's actually kind of where I've gotten to is as I see the strength of, of the, you know, let, let's say there are these forces that are out there that I think are actually evil. I think we can yep. both agree that there's some evil forces out there who are definitely, totally, they're super powerful. They control <laughs> so many resources. They control the media environment and, um, you know, the general mentality of most of society. And, like, it's almost, like, overwhelming to, like, I would have no hope against these guys unless they're, unless this is true, unless there actually is 
an all-powerful one who's going to come down and mess them up, then I don't have a chance anyway. So, yeah, I was, I was thinking about this morning, I was thinking about how, you know, cows, which are herd, herd animals, let's say that a few of the cows started to realize yeah. what, what the situation was. And it's just like, but, you know, they still got all the other cows who will not definitely agree. And, you know, even if all of them rose up against the master's, I'm pretty sure the Texas rancher could probably handle them. So it's just like there really is no hope, you know? And sometimes I wonder, are we in that situation? I mean, I, I, I feel like we may be in that situation. It can be really hopeless. Like you did a thing about black being black pilled not long ago. And like, you know, I feel like it's easy to get black pilled. Yeah. It's, it's easy to feel that way. So, so then. So I guess what I choose is I accept the possibility that I need to be saved. For, there's no way to get out of this situation on my own, right? Yeah. But what I'm not, I accept that that's a possibility. But what I'm not going to do is I'm not going to stop doing whatever I need to do, every little part of it, even and assuming that I won't be saved. Like, what do I need to do to get out of this situation on my own and then have the faith that if I do that part, my part, that I will be backed up, you know, by something more powerful than me. And I, I, I don't have any reservations about making that, taking that stance. I feel yeah, really I, good about it. I agree with, I feel like that might be, you know, you know, because the thing is, I almost feel like, um, I almost feel like that's actually kind of the place where we need to be, where and it's, it's hard for me to, to figure out exactly how to phrase it, but I think there is something to us participating and trying to help and trying to do something. And, you know, like, what would the, be the point of him telling me to warn people that, hey, warn people, you know, and he, he told me after sending this message, warn people that, hey, guys, we're going to have to get into groups. We're going to have to take care of each other. Tell people they're going to have to just hold on tight to each other, get into groups, avoid cities, but really just hold on tight to each other because, you know, that's what you need to do, right? Mm -hmm. And and so, like, what would be the point of him telling me that if, if it didn't matter? If he was just like, yeah, whatever, eventually I'm going to get down to it. Like, I feel like there is an awakening process happening where people are are awakening to, you know, like, the reality of where we are and... And, and I, you know, I don't know. It's complicated, Cal, and I really can't say. Uh, I don't know if I can answer your question, I guess. I don't I even guess. remember what my question was. <laughs> well, you, you were bringing up about how, like, maybe you want to do everything you can and mm. ex expect that there's something backing you up. And I'd say that's probably the best thing we can do is, like, do what we can and hope that we've got the backup when, when time comes. Yeah, that, right. I think I think another really good takeaway from your story is the message that, you know, it's not guaranteed and, you know, you could fail and really, really emphasizing that fact. Yeah. So th that's the scary part for me is, um, you know, it's something that it's really scary for me. Um, so I had another experience about two years later where um, I think this was 20 no, it was, it was three years later. It was, the initial experience was 2017 in May, and then 
in February of 2020, I had another similar experience, but this time now, and, and I had, I had kind of just, you know, my mindset up to that point had kind of been like, you know, well, God told me all this stuff's going to happen. So I'm just going to kind of, you know, like, I mean, I did at first when it, right after this happened, I immediately went out. I literally like dropped everything. I like drove straight into the, to the woods and just started making recordings and posting them up. I had never made recordings, never done podcasting, never done anything, but I just drove out into the woods, started making recordings, telling people like, we got to get in the woods right now. This is going to happen. Like, you know, but, you know. And, um, and, uh, you know, like famine's coming, war's coming. We got to get out of there, guys, get out of there. You know? And, um, they, you know, my wife at the time, she had a, a thing put out where apparently your significant other can have you committed to a, in, to a, you know, a, a mental hospital. And they eventually found me and brought me to a mental hospital. And, Jeez. Uh, yeah. And I spent some time there and, um, you know, they ultimately decided like they ultimately, you know, after interviewing me many days for like 10 days in a row, a panel of 10 people were interviewing me every day. Like, Holy crap. Well, yeah, it was, it was like, uh, all right. So there was like, this was at the VA hospital. I'm a veteran, you know, uh-huh. and, um, I did psychological operations for the U S army, by the way, which is under the environment. It's kind of interesting, but, uh-huh. um, but anyway, so I was at the VA hospital that they brought me. And so there was a psychologist, a, the psychiatrist led it, and then a psychologist. There were three psychiatry interns. There was one or three psychiatry residents, one psychology intern. There was a chaplain. There was a, um, a nurse. And then, uh, oh, and one other, uh, someone called a veteran's advocate, who's just another veteran who's there for, who, who sits in and makes sure the veteran is being treated fairly or whatever, right? So I mm-hmm. sat in front of this group of 10 people for like 10 days, and they kept interviewing me. And, um, you know, they were drugging me and then like, you know, they'd, they'd give me, they'd give me some more drugs. And then the next day they'd say, okay, now what happened to you? Do you, do you still believe this happened to you? And I'd be like, yeah, yes, it it happened. And, you know, I'd tell them the same story. And finally, after 10 days, it was like, they kind of gave up. And the psychiatrist was like, well, we don't think you're crazy. We think you've had a religious experience and you're going to have to learn how to, um, integrate that into your life. And, you know, they, they let me go. But anyway, wow. so, yeah. That's yeah. cool. I didn't know that. That's, that's, uh, pretty interesting. I, I would have never thought that they would have even admitted that to you. I know, right? It was, I was very lucky about that. Um, anyway. So I feel like we're on, we're on the, just to remind where we are, in my mind, we're still kind of on the we could fail. Yes. Top. The we could fail, the we could fail point. So, so for a while, my point was that for a while I was really trying hard and I kept getting, you know, I actually, um, you know, I went off again after that in the woods and ended up being brought back. I ended up, you know, and this is a long story. It's something that I certainly feel is worth discussing at some point, but I ended up going to jail and then jail brought me back and then I was on probation and I couldn't leave. And so like it was, you know, I felt in a way that I like, well, I guess it's not time for me to go hide in the woods yet, you know, like. Um, Mm. and so, so I continued kind of making videos, but I also got a lot more like, you know, just kind of on the mindset that like, well, it'll happen when it happens. And I kind of, I don't know. I, I just started focusing more on like, you know, on a job, I got a job that I liked and I was working many hours working at that. And and then I, you know, like, I don't know, I, I was just kind of distracted by many other things. 
And then I had this experience again in 2020, in 20, uh, in 2020 in February where the same being showed up, but was just furiously angry and just instantly looked at me and said, like, what are you doing? He said, he said, I will cast you out with it, with all the other evildoers. I will throw you out and, and, and you and anyone who might have followed you, I'll cast you all out. And I was like, and like I said, he always answered me before I, I was about to ask the question. I was about to say, but you said I was going to do all this. You know, he even, you know, he even kind of, you know, anyway, I said, I was about to say, but you said we were going to do all this or I was going to do this. But he just cut me off and he said, I do as I will. And then just disappeared, was gone. Just like that. And it was like, I, I felt like he, he disappeared, but I was just like in this dark place. And I just was like crying, terrified, weeping, so afraid. And, um, and then after a moment, after probably, I don't know how long, it seemed like a long while, but probably only a moment. But it seemed to me like I was just weeping, saying, please don't leave me. I'm so sorry. I, you know, I'm so sorry. And all of a sudden, um, I felt his presence come back and he just said, the only, he said, he said, the only time I can even bear to look at you is if you're begging for forgiveness. So repent. And then was gone. And like, and so now in my mind, I don't know if, you know, I don't know if I fail, if I've already failed, if, if I still can succeed, if, you know, I don't know. It's, it's a very scary thing because I see what's happening in the world. And, um, and I worry that like, oh man, like I'm, I, I don't know what to do to, you know, I don't know. So I basically, you know, I, I don't so know. that, that was that your last interaction? Most recent yeah. one? Yeah. I mean, that, that seems that specific interaction seems very like narcissistic behavior, right? right. He's bas- basically abusing you. I, it, I know. Right. And, and so, um, the only thing I, mean, I can think about, all right, hold on, Callan. So I've, I've yeah. thought about this a lot. And because you're right, it wouldn't seem narcissistic unless the only thing I can think about is what if, you know, I, because I'd gotten very comfortable with, you know, my kids and my family and all this stuff. And, and what if what it takes to shake someone to, to make them realize, dude, because I'm starting to see this more in a real, in like real ways. Like if I just stay comfortable and, you know, like, you know, and I'm just watching like, all right, what's Callan got to say today? I wonder what Derek Rose is doing today. I wonder what, you uh-huh. know, like, you know, I wonder what this guy's doing. And I'm just, you know, and then, and I'm working a job and whatever. Maybe that's God's way of being, or, you know, that's his way of saying to me, like, dude, you will fail. Like, I, I will let this happen. I will let you fail. If you just want to sit here and be comfortable and, you know, and, and let this wave of destruction that's about to happen, if you want to be caught in that, fine. That's your choice. Or, yeah. you know, or you better wake the fuck up and get to work and, and start trying to do something. And so, you yeah. know, like, that's the only way I can possibly justify his response. Yeah, I mean, I, I again, I lean in that direction as well, simply because of what his message is, which seems to be, yeah, that seems about right right and so if if he's right about that and he's being sincere then then the way he responded to you you know was you know even if he might have actually been disgusted you know because it actually is yeah. and this is i'm not just speaking about you but 
because in my life, there's been many years where I would say I was disgusting in that way. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm ashamed of it actually. Yeah. And me too. And that, that's actually what, what, what's been, you know, actually for one, when we talked privately, I, what I really appreciated most about talking to you was when I brought this whole scenario up, any other person that I told this story to, they would just be like, Oh no, God would never cast you out. When I told you this story, <laughs> you were like, yeah, yeah, it sounds like, uh, sounds like that could be true. If you, if you didn't do this, then that could be, that could happen, you know? And, I, and that made me be like, man, I'll, at least he's honest with me. I appreciate that, you know, like. Well, it's just because I've gone through the same thing. Like I said in the beginning, you know, I've never had a direct, like, conversation, but, it, well, not a two-way conversation, but not in a way where I feel like I'm speaking, but, but in a way, another way, I feel like I had have had a conversation like this throughout my entire life. And I've known these things throughout my entire life. And I've tried to hide from it and to shirk my responsibility multiple times, multiple yeah. times being taught a very severe lesson, knowing exactly what the lesson was, and then still making the mistake again, and then having to face an even more severe lesson and getting to the point where I don't want to experience the next level of lesson. And so that's basically where I am now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, I mean, and that's where that's where I'm getting in my life. I mean, as I mentioned at the beginning, before we started this, I'm, I've, I've recently kind of gone out just on the road to clear my head and to kind of get some perspective. And the perspective that I feel like I'm getting is like, okay, you know, like I can't just stay there with my family being comfortable and, and like, you know, no matter what happens, I have to somehow get out and start trying my best to do something. And I don't know exactly what that looks like. Um, but I do know that there's like, I can see the road that leads to destruction and I have to get off of it. Like, I just know like the terror in my soul when I see I see this road. It's like sort of a mindless, comfortable road that's just like, you know, oh, it'll be okay. Well, no, bad things are coming. We need to wake up and like get ready for it. You know what I mean? Yep. And, and another, I think, important thing to point out, I don't remember where you talk. I think we talked about this privately, but basically when you started actually doing things, when you went out of your comfort zone and like you went down to Mexico and you went to a conference, what, what conference was it? I went to the Greater Reset. Um, it's a, it's, it was right, right, right. Mexico. Okay, so you went to the Greater Reset, and you know you were just going to be a person that was just there, you know, right? But you like when you got off of the path of towards destruction, and you went down the road, and you told me about it, and it was not easy for you to yeah. even drive there, right? Yeah. It was extremely tormenting. But yeah. you got there, and the things that happened when you were there. We're like, like constant divine intervention. You know, it's just this giant flow of divine intervention. And I've experienced that in my life as well. I know many people have experienced that in their life as well. And it's always when they choose to listen to the voice of what they know is the right thing. Yep. And to, and, but to go, to go now, to go and act. And even though it sucks, maybe, or is at least, you know, it's challenging. You know what I mean? And yep. so the fact that when you did that, you got into that flow and all these miraculous things were happening. It's just like, it lends so much more credibility to, you know, to the story. So yeah. I'm curious, what do you, do you think that it's, uh, 
What are your thoughts on Jesus? <laughs> oh yeah, well, so this experience it didn't end with um with the message. That was sort of the beginning was, hey, I want you to deliver this message. And I immediately had questions and I asked many, many questions. And it was, I'm telling you, it was the most amazing experience of my life. Every time I'd ask a question, the creator, I believe, would answer them. And, you know, like, you know, he said, yeah, I've sent, he said, I've sent like a hundred thousand people to the earth. He said, most of them, you don't even know who they are. He said, but you know, yeah, Moses and Jesus, they were my guys, you know. He, he was like, he was like, Muhammad was my guy. He said Gandhi was my guy. Martin Luther King Jr. was my guy. He said, he said, um, he said, I've had many people. He said the hippies were my people. He said, he said, basically, he said, he said John Lennon was one of my guys. He said Tupac Shakur was one of my guys. He said, basically, wherever you find someone trying to teach a message of peace and love and truth, that's one of my guys. You know, like, and, and so, you know, now I'm, I'm very like non-dogmatic about religions, but I still, he said Jesus was my guy. And so when I read about what Jesus had to say, I'm always like, you know, I read his words and I'm like, yeah, seems like pretty good advice to me. You know, be good to each other, you know, take care of the sick, take care of the poor, work hard for each other. Seems, seems pretty good, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, now I do think that there's a very real thing that happens where these forces of, the the forces that are evil or whatever they are able to subvert and like corral they anytime one of these you know religious people show up they're very quick i think to sort of like begin subverting and corralling the people into something that's less you know meaningful and and less uh potent or whatever for you know yeah, sure. and it, it could take it could take hundreds of years. I mean, that's a testament to the power of the original message. You know, yeah. Christianity was they started corrupting Christianity immediately, but it took them a long time ultimately to really get it to where it is now. Right, right. I, I think you're right. Where now it's it's kind of I don't know. I, I don't know. We don't even have to get so, into it. So what do you think about the time frame? Because I think you've noticed something that I noticed. It's like when you first get out there, you're like, you're like, you want to shake everyone and be like, you got to get a bunch of food. You got to hurry up. I told you, I literally went out into the woods and was just like, I was calling people and making these messages, these audio things. And just like, Uh get out into the woods right now, you know, like, uh, yeah, it seems, it seems to us like it's, it's going to happen much more quickly. I think my sense is that the the beans that we're dealing with here, their time scales are so much different than ours. And so what seems immediate to them, to us, is like years, yeah. if not maybe even a couple of decades. You, you know what I mean? And so it's just like, it's kind of a lesson I'm learning now. It's just like, yeah, you know, it is all happening, but it it, it goes much slower than you think. You know, I thought that. This last winter, I'm like, dude, you guys got you got to have food for this winter, like last yeah. winter. And I'm like, well, that didn't really turn out, but I'm I'd say this winter definitely looks like a much more promising candidate. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I know exactly what you mean. I've I've been feeling for the basically the past five years. You know, I mean, I remember, you know, 20, 2018, there was all this stuff going on with in Syria, like um, where you know U.S. and Russian you know, U.S. and Russia were both there. And I was thinking like, that's the beginning of the war. It's, you know, it's, it's, you know, and, and, yeah. uh, and so, yeah, who knows? It's almost like, 
it's hard to know what the time frame is. Um, but I, I do know that, like, um, this being told me, tell them urgently. Tell, tell them with urgency because, you know, and he said, just keep telling them and be urgent about it. So I don't yeah. want to, I don't want to like tell people like, yeah, don't worry. It'll probably be a while. Like I was told like, be, be very urgent about this, you know? Yeah. So, right. So I don't, I don't know what the time frame is, but it's definitely happening. We're getting closer. Yeah. So yeah, for me, it's like whether or not this being is nefarious or not, basically what he's saying is going to happen is what's happening. And the advice that he gives for surviving it seems really spot on. And so for me, you know, that's, that's all I really need for, for the takeaway. And, you know, it's also interesting to, to, to consider the implications of beings, you know, maybe even ultimate being, you know, actually having somewhat of a personality in a way or being able to have one in a way where it can interact with, you know, people, people like us, you know, it's, it's just an interesting thing to consider. You know, I'm a little bit jealous. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I think, I think someday you'll experience it too. Maybe at the end of your life, but someday you'll experience it, Callan. We'll see. Now that I'm saying I'm jealous, now I'm like, I don't know. Maybe I don't want that. So it's pretty scary. <laughs> no, yeah. Yeah. All right. So is there anything else? I feel like we pretty much covered every aspect. Is there anything that you wanted to say that we feel like we haven't covered? Not really. You know, I mean, I don't really have any specific advice of, you know, like, I, I wish, you know, the thing that I that would, like, give me a ton of hope would be if I could, you know, but I guess I can even see it happening is the thing, you know, but like the more I would see like actual groups forming and actually people like starting to like, you know, get off, you know, get offline and get together into groups and starting to, you know, like trying to form something and trying to get together in order to like, you know, really start preparing and figuring out like, hey, I know you, you know me, we're both, we're all in the area, or, you know, let's, I don't know, the, the more I see that happening, the more hope I feel, and, and mm-hmm. so, you know. I, are I you seeing that? Me. Are you seeing that where you are? Um, not a whole lot. Sometimes, though, you know, like, I look, are you familiar with Derek Bros at all? Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, so, you know, he's got the Freedom Cells going, and when I was down in Mexico, there were a lot of really amazing people who were, like starting communities and like trying to get off grid and, um, you know, and, and I've, I've met, I've just met a few people around here. I've, I've met like, honestly, it's just one guy. He lives not far from me who I met him honestly just the other day as I was getting out of town to come up here. I drove by the storefront. I, I stopped to get gas. Okay. And I look across the street and there's this, Big sign up that says in, in big block letters, it says prepare for, and then it says empty shelves, food lines, civil unrest, federal troops, um, famine, war. And I was just like, I was thinking about it. And then also, so on the front of the store, it says like forge, you know, we make custom knives and swords. And I was like, 
you know, and I had driven by that forge many times, but this sign wasn't up before. Every time I drove by the forge, I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. Somebody's making knives and has a forge here in, in Bellevue. Uh-huh. You know, that's awesome. And then, so I'm getting gas. I look across the street and he's got that sign up. And I was like, you know what? I, I wonder if I should talk to that guy. So I'm, I'm, I'm in the store buying something and I asked the clerk, I'm like, Hey, who's the, who, who runs that store across the street? And, you know, and I said, well, I was like, I was like, what, what do you think of that guy? And he said, Oh, I don't like to think of that guy. And I said, why? He said, Oh, he says some scary things. And I was like, really? I was like, does he work there? Is he there? And he like looks through the curtains and he's like, Oh yeah, his car's there. So, so I went over next door and talked to him and like, Oh man, he was, it was, it was like a, to me, like a divine intervention yeah. thing. Cause I meet him and I talk to him and I tell him my story and he's like, Oh yeah. Yeah, I believe that. I've been feeling the same thing. And he's like, you know, and I was like, well, what are you going to do? He's like, he's like, well, I've got 120 acres not far outside of town. And he's like, I had a vision years ago that there would be just like hundreds or even thousands of people camped out on my land. And he said, and I was running around like Moses helping everybody get settled in and stuff. And he said, and I had this dream that there were these giant angels and they were like protecting all of us. They were standing watch over my land. Damn. And I, was like, I was like, dude. That is gonna happen, and he was like, "I hope so." And you know, like, it was just, <laughs> it was just like the Dude, coolest that's, thing. That's awesome, and another great example of when you, the universe, put something in front of you. You saw that sign, and you know, you could have just been like, "Whatever," but you you asked someone about it. You went into an uncomfortable situation. You you started a conversation, and then you went and actually talked to this person, and. That's when that's when the magic happened, and, and now you're basically, dude, you've already got a place that you could go and live. You know, when stuff starts to get bad, you know, you know, it's good you can have multiple places, but you know, there's one already. Yeah, theoretically, you know, possibly. I mean, um, yeah, we'll, we'll, you know, he's also he's also very troubled with the times. He's like, you know, and I don't want to go too much into his personal stuff, but you know, um, yeah. he's he's very nervous. He's very nervous as well about everything that's going on. Yeah, but there's definitely lots of people like us who are prepared, not just not just like intellectually aware of what's happening in the world, but like spiritually aware, as if as if we've known it the whole time, really, that this is what we were going to be doing in this life. So, I mean, that's how I feel about it. I I hope you're right. You know, like, I mean, I, I, for your sake, definitely. And I think for my sake, I'm really, you know, I'm feeling optimistic that like, you know, yeah, it's going to be hard, but, but we can do it. We can get through it. Yeah, totally. Cool. I think that's a good place to end it. Are there, if people want to check out your videos, where do you think they should go? Yeah. So, um, I used to write under and post videos under a pseudonym Edison flame. Um, I have, there's a steam it or a hive at Edison flame. You could check out some of the stuff I've written there um, on YouTube. Edison flame was my, um, you know, was my handle or whatever. And then I do have an odyssey as well. That's called, I think it's called in peace and love. Mm-hmm. And I put a few videos there. Um, you know, yeah, I may keep putting out videos. I, you know, sometimes I'm trying, I'm lately I'm thinking I want to get more into the real world and just talking to people and like, you know, I'm sick yeah. of the digital world. I'm even trying to like cut out the smartphone and just like, you know, I'm trying to just go all analog if I can. And, you know, 
but I don't know if I'll be able to, you know, how fast yeah. I'll do that or whatever. Whether you're making videos is, or not is not a, sh- a sign of whether or not you're doing the work, right? For everyone, it's going to be different. For me, that's kind of my work, but that may not be all of your work or even any of your work at a certain point. So, um, but it's just like, it. I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. I think your video, your, your videos are very good, actually. Really? Yeah, I think well, so. I appreciate that. I, I don't know. I, just, <laughs> I would do them all with a single take with like a phone, and I'm just like, you know, yeah, that's the best. <laughs> okay. I mean, I think you know the important thing is what you're saying, and so having a big presentation and like, oh, it's ten, it's 1080p or 4K, and you know, it, it's it's steady and the, the it's perfect lighting. It's just like, dude, who cares about any of that? That's not anything that matters. So it's, it's the content. It's, it's the person who's on display, who's, who's revealing themselves, right? That's, that's really what we want. And so you can get all that just from a, a shaky phone camera. Yeah. Okay. Maybe I'll just keep doing it that way then. Only if it feels right. Yep. That's, there you go. All right. All right. Cool, man. Thanks for having the conversation. Yeah, man. Anytime. Thanks so much. All right. Take it easy. Thanks for watching. If you'd like to see more content like this, head on over to moderndaywizards.org. And if you're wondering, how can you be a wizard? Well, all you got to do is seek truth and share it.